Welcome to The Call Sheet. I'm Luke Castle. I'm sitting here with Jeremy Salo and Zach McGraw. Tune in later after the announcements as we come back to them. But first, we're going to do the announcements for the filmmaker community here in Michigan. Let's get started. This past Sunday, Schoolcraft College had their ninth annual Schoolcraft College Film Challenge. And the director and creator of Slime Time, a short film that took best in show, are here with us in the studio. That would be Zach McGraw. How's it going? There we go. Uh, on Tuesday, Royal Star members and the members of the Michigan Film and Digital Media Office held a public forum for local filmmakers to ask questions and get some answers. A big thank you to everyone who participated. We really appreciate hearing your thoughts and concerns. I was there. It was wonderful and awesome to see everybody uh, for the last event of the year that we did. It, the bar was packed. We played pool. Um Got to talk about our projects and what's coming up in the new year. So it was really cool. So big announcements went down uh, at that mixer. The Horror 48 Hour Film Project also was there. They presented their awards on Tuesday at the Community Filmmaker Mixer that we were just talking about. Congratulations to all the winners, including 52 scripts who won Best in Short. Any high schoolers who want to get into the film industry should visit the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences website, for five open national scholarship opportunities. They are accepting applications, so go and get it right now. Hopefully we'll have links in uh, the notes here. The Detroit Filmmakers Awards are accepting submissions now, so go and submit. You can check them out on Facebook. They're Detroit Filmmaker Awards. Search for them there. And then congratulations to Rebel Pictures, whose film Breaking Wheel was accepted into the blow-up International Art House Film Fest in Chicago. Blow Up International. That's a weird name for something. I'll have to look that up. This episode is sponsored by Castle Heart Studios. If you have a project, a music video, a commercial that you'd like to do, check out Castle Heart Studios. Your project begins here. I've known you a while. Yes, indeed. And um, when you sent me the uh, information on your bio, I realized I didn't know you enough. <laughs> so let's go through some of the things you do. Uh, Jeremy is the adjunct assistant professor in computer graphics technology at Schoolcraft College. Very cool. Jeremy also is a producer, cinematographer, editor at CLV Productions, which is how I know you. I've watched your work throughout the years because of uh, our mutual friend Shane Sivo. You produced, see, this is what I didn't know about you. You produced Your Brush with Nature, an enemy-nominated series for on PBS, Create TV, Netflix, and Amazon? Yep, that's correct. We're currently on Amazon, if anyone wants to see it. Season 3 is on Prime, so you can watch the whole Season 3 for free. Um, we have some episodes from, no, that's Season 4, I'm sorry. Uh, season 4. If you want to watch Season 1, 2, or 3, or 4, or 5, you can go to our website, <laughs> yourbrushwithnature.com, and we are uh, have some a la carte episodes on Amazon right now um, for Season 5 that you can also check out. Sweet. We're going to come back to that because we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, he's the president of the Detroit ACM Seagraph chapter, on the, and he's on the board of directors for the Michigan Production Alliance. He's also the ambassador for a scuba diving and for Aquatic Adventures, Aquatic Adventures of Michigan. I, I read that wrong in my head originally. 
and a rescue diver for is it Patty or is it P A D I? Um, oh yeah, I'm certified through Patty. That's how. So it's, it's Patty. Um, pronounced. And you're one of the founders and producers and producer of School Crafts Film Challenge. That is correct. Nine years ago, which I we got to attend. Gloria and I got to attend this past Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was awesome working Thank with you. everything. It was a lot of fun being a judge. What do you think, Gloria? Was it fun for you being a? I, I love being a judge. Yeah, she it's great. I love just analyzing everything, and that's my favorite part, honestly. She judges me all the time. <laughs> all the time. I don't it's... blame her. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go back to your brush with nature. Sure. Tell us about this. What is your brush with nature? Because this looks really cool. All right. Your brush with nature, um, Heiner Hertling. He's an artist extraordinaire. He originated from a country called Germany. He came to America to do paintings in the automotive industry mm-hmm. quite some time ago before we had all the 3D renderings and stuff. Um, he would do paintings that look like the real thing before the cars came out. Then he started doing uh, nature paintings and wildlife, landscapes, all that sort of thing, and started doing a TV show um, a long time ago called Your Brush With Nature. Originally, it was on PBS for the first three seasons. I came in and took over on season three um, to get that produced. And then we went on to do season four and five now on Crate TV. And we were on Netflix for a minute. Season four was on Netflix for a quick minute and so on. Very cool. But it's a, it's a show that teaches you how to paint outdoors. Um, a lot of people think of Bob Ross. You're, you know. Um, yeah. But our show is unique because we go to the locations, and if we're painting trees, we're in front of those trees, and you can feel the air, you can smell the environment, mm-hmm. and you see the real colors, and it's nothing like being in a studio. It's a totally different experience. Um, so it's called right. plein air painting. It's, it's really educational, and it's a lot of fun. So you do a lot of location work, it sounds like, for this. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Is it always around Michigan? Are you going all over the country when you do this? Yeah, we do go all over the country. Uh, most of the episodes are in Michigan because we do live in Michigan and it's yeah, closer. And, you know, we definitely support um, filmmaking community and, and filmmakers in Michigan. But sometimes, for example, we go like we went to the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. We went to Wyoming, um, done stuff down south before. So we go to different areas when we want to do something different to feature locations that we can't really feature in Michigan. What was what has been your favorite location for that shoot particularly, and why was it your favorite? Was it because of the travel, or first off, what what was your favorite one? Man, that's a hard one to say. Um, one of my favorite ones was for season three, and we did this uh, in West Bloomfield, Michigan. And I had an idea. I'm like, hey, Heiner, you should paint while you're driving a boat at the same time <laughs> during a sunset. And he's like, oh, that's crazy or whatever. You know, he has like a German accent. I can't do it right now. I'm a little hoarse right now. Getting over this cold, Michigan cold. Yeah, no. But um, he thought it was a crazy idea. This happens a lot of times. So I come up with a crazy idea, something interesting to do, something different. And then we do it. And then he loves it. And the audience loved it. Um, he almost drove into one of those swimming platforms <laughs> during while that while he was painting. But that was a lot of fun to have him driving, steering. It was like a pontoon boat. And then we were doing it during the sunset. The second half of the show, we had to turn on lights and stuff. But that was fun. Very cool. It was a lot of fun shooting in Wyoming. Um, 
recording and then seeing cows all around you mooing, walking around the mountains. And we saw a bear in one of the episodes, uh, a black bear, and it ran towards the cows. And it was, it was very interesting. Uh, I've never seen this before. And the cows all huddled together, a formation that you'd see like the Vikings used to do, um, together to look like one big mass to protect Did you just say other. cows are Vikings? I said like the Vikings. I feel like you said cows are Vikings. Well, sure, I guess so. Cows are Vikings, yeah. All right, fair enough. But but they did that to look bigger, and then the bear got scared, and it ran away, and it didn't go after any of the cows. From the cows? And so I recorded that, um, and it was in the show. It's in season uh, four. It's because those Viking tactics those cows have. That's right. They, they learned it. The Vikings were here in America first. So yeah. <laughs> that, that's a really cool. That's I'm gonna have to check that out. You're also the president of the Detroit ACM Seagraph. And we talked a little bit about this privately on, on Sunday, I believe, when we when we saw you. Um, explain what well, first off, explain what ACM is. And then it's a sub what would you call it? A sub it's a, concentration right. called Seagraph. It's a right? special interest group. So yeah. ACM is the Association for Computing Machinery, which is the largest organization in the world for um, computing uh, machinery and stuff like that. So, for example, there's like a medical um, special interest group. Mm -hmm. There's all different sorts of special interest groups. Ours happens to be um, SIG, special interest group, graph, graphics. So our uh, SIGGRAPH is about graphics for films, video games, TV shows, things like that. Um, emerging technologies, current technologies. Um, that's what it's all about. And Very we cool. have a local Detroit chapter where people can network and get together and share what kind of workflows are you guys using these days, what tools. Sometimes we share open source ideas, projects that you can use for free. Um, you know, there's different software for bigger companies that we also talk about. What do they have coming up that's really good? I mean, what's the best really is what it's all about. And so we share all that information when we have events. Very cool. Um, do you have any other, do you have an event coming up that you'd like to post with for Seagraft? Um, we're taking it easy right now. We were going to do an event in November um, at 3D Excite, but because of the holidays, everything getting pretty hectic, we're mm -hmm. going to just hold off and do that, um, you know, in 2020. But we do have, there's some really exciting events coming up here. Um, through the Michigan Production Alliance. And mm -hmm. so that's another organization that I'm involved with on um, the board of directors for that organization. Very cool. And we have Doug Trumbull is coming into town. Um, he did a couple of films, you know, as special effects. Maybe you heard of them. Blade um, Runners. Blade Runner. Yeah, that's a big one. 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. Close Encounters. You know, I don't know. These these films, some people might have heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> So he's, he's a huge name in the industry, and he's going to come and share some expertise. He's doing some master sessions, and they're going to actually screen uh, several of his films, including some of the ones that I mentioned and some other ones, some of them that he actually directed and so on. Um, and then that's coming up here uh, next month, December 7th, and that's going to be all day. So that's, that's going to be a real exciting event. Where's it at? I think it's at Phoenix Theater. Yep. Um, and here's, here's something interesting. I get a lot of people coming in here, but, uh, then there's always that one thing that stands out because it's not like necessarily film related. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it could be. You're the ambassador for scuba diving for aquatic adventures of Michigan. 
and you're mm-hmm. also a rescue diver, so you do scuba. Right, scuba diving, right. So for those who don't know what scuba is, what's scuba stand for? All right, it stands for self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. So it's the... Um, but no one really, you know, says so. The oxygen tank on the guy's back. Right, and it's not oxygen. Oh, it um, is By it? the way, if you, br- if you breathe pure oxygen at depth, you it's would nitrogen, die. isn't it? It's a nitrogen mix. Right. Um, it's air, so it's a combination. It's I'm not going to go into all the scientifics of it, but there's a certain percentage of oxygen and nitrogen, and then you can get nitrox, which is enriched air, and then for deep dives, you might um, do helium mixture. There's all kinds of different gases. Helium mixture? Yeah. Um, really? I have a question. What kinds of, um, like, did the, did a different, um, kinds of air and the different chemicals that are in the air, like, affect the dive at all? Or no? Right. So you can't just say, oh, I have a compressor in my garage. I'm going to fill up these containers because there's all kinds of contaminants in regular air. Mm-hmm. So that's why you have to go to a certified scuba shop like Aquatic Adventures in Heartland because they have um, the machines that filter out all those impurities. Okay. Uh, because the smallest impurity at depth, it's it's going to be very lethal. You know? So really? you, you have to make sure that you go through the proper precautions. <clears throat> Um, and so that's one of the nice things about being an ambassador for Aquatic Adventures is I can get some free air. So, ha. Nice. <laughs> it is uh, a lot of fun and exciting, and a, a lot of different things relate to each other. For example, scuba diving. You say it's not industry-related, but that's how I got my foot in the door to do some production work for Outdoor Channel because I can go underwater. There's a show called Hook and Look on Outdoor Channel, and I've done camera work. Uh, for two different seasons now as one of the camera operators, getting underwater, getting a fish eye perspective, seeing what the fish do. Um, you know, the fishermen will catch a fish, and you'll see the fight sequence underwater. You'll get the bite shots, and you see what they're eating, the topology under the water. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to work on projects like that. And it is, it can be part of the industry, so it, it just depends. They all relate to one another, getting out, doing stuff, and you know, putting it together to make something that is exciting, something that's unique, something that's interesting. Um, that's what I always talk to my students about is what are you into? What is interesting? What is exciting about you and your work? Rather than just saying, well, I'm a filmmaker, I'm going to make films. And then, you know, okay, great. Well, what do you bring to the table that's unique? What are you into? You know, that's what I think it's all about. Yeah, speaking of uh, your, your teaching, because on top of all that, you also teach you're an abject professor at uh mm-hmm. schoolcraft college which was awesome by the way thank you for inviting us once again we had right. a great night yeah thanks for coming out and sponsoring the challenge it's awesome what do you enjoy most about teaching the next generation of uh artists and filmmakers um yeah it's great my my mom was an educator and so i think maybe that rubbed off onto me a little bit but i love sharing um the information stuff that i've learned over years and years you know decades of of doing this stuff now i guess and um sharing it with people and teaching them the right way to do things right yeah because <laughs> they're always doing it wrong no i'm just kidding but everybody has their own processes and you know um i like to show them different ways things that are efficient ways to do it um and i you know, I, I liked learning from different instructors, and I had a lot of people that I looked up to over the years that taught me. And it's quicker, 
and more efficient to go to school and to learn these techniques. People say, oh, you don't need to go to school. You can just watch a tutorial on YouTube or whatever. I mean, and that's okay if you want to do cookie cutter stuff or if you want to take a lot of time, but you don't have that social interaction that you get from being in a classroom. You don't have the discipline. You don't have um, the sort of behaviors that is involved when you work for a client. You know, you, mm -hmm. there's a certain bit of professionalism. There's a certain amount of quality. There's a lot of things that you don't get if you just do indie films or you just play around for fun. I think that stuff's great, too, and that's why we do the film challenge because experience is key, learning is key, and you're going to learn a lot doing it. So don't just say, well, I took a couple classes. I'm a pro now. you got to get out there, do more work, do these film challenges, have your passion projects, but continue on. Absolutely. Speaking of the School Craft Film Challenge... We have Zach McGraw, who was uh, on the team Hell Jumpers. Is Hell Jumpers? Yeah, it's Hell Jumpers. Right? I mean, they got it wrong and put an I in it and made it Helly Jumpers. Yeah, I thought it was because when I was when I was a judge, uh, I thought it was Helly Jumpers also, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, they were really wrong. Jumpers. It's okay. I um, thought they were censoring me, but so let's let's talk about your film. Uh, what award did you win? Uh, we won Best in Show and Audience Choice. Congratulations for taking both. Yay. Um, what made you want to do... Well, let's explain your film first. Because they can't see it. We're gonna. <laughs> is it going to be uploaded, Jeremy? It is on YouTube right oh, now. Oh, it's on YouTube. On so internet. we'll try to get a link in our, our show notes underneath there. You could go to Anchor FM slash The Call Sheet. Uh, that's the main place where we put out all these episodes. If you're getting it on one of the other places like Spotify or wherever else. Um... Tell us how your your thought process on do on on what it was and how it came to be because you only get forty eight hours to do this. The whole thing was actually a different story. Like I was actually thinking of um, if you ever saw the YouTube show, um, don't hug me, I'm scared. You no. know, you don't. Think? She knows. Not she knows. knows. Okay. But um, yes, I do. <laughs> it, it gets really messed up, and that's what uh, I was going to go for. But it would require. Um, some best friends that I wanted to be uh, playing with us, they wouldn't be able to be part of it. And um, what ended up happening is they got called into work and such. So it was like, oh, well, I don't know how this is going to go. And I'm like, you know what? I want to involve everyone. Mm -hmm. And they, I ended up actually just pushing it. Like we were going to try shooting in the morning and they got off at noon. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Let's, I'll make a script right now on Friday night real quick. Let's change the whole thing up to include everyone. That way, yeah, that's why I entered for it, was to have fun. Yeah, so. no, it's, it's, it, it was very funny. Um, it was a YouTube on a YouTube video on how to make slime. So there's this popular fad going on right now um, where children make slime from, like, Elmer's glue and cornstarch, I believe. Or what is it? What is it? It's like a few different things that we just we did it easy easily um with like it had an activator they it's what it's called it oh, just says activator it's a kid or something. yeah like <laughs> so it makes it easy so it's like Julia oh, you so just... you brought Julia with you yeah. Julia what it what was it it was uh, Elmer's glue shaving cream food coloring shaving cream and that was the name. Okay. we cheated and used an activator we attempted with borax. We attempted with borax and um, uh, 
the other ingredient, uh, baby powder and whatnot, but it did not turn out as good, and it was just easier for filming's sake to use the activator. Oh, okay. Um, and, and the reason why you used slime was because on a 48-hour, for those who are uh, don't know much about 48s, you get a line of dialogue usually, and you get... Is it a prop or what would you call yes, it? Yes, a so prop. So the prop. So, but they didn't give you the prop. You had to no. go make this prop. We had to go make it. Which was it. slime. Yeah. And the line of dialogue. Well, go ahead. What was the line of dialogue? It's a double-edged sword, dude. Which it was funny to see how everybody incorporated those two elements into their film. You didn't have. You didn't get a particular genre, right? There was no genre that was given. You could do anything. No, you, you didn't get. But we we all know usually comedy wins. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. Um. And it did, obviously. Uh, and it was funny. It was very, very funny. Uh, it was two characters, and they were going to go down this uh, path of making slime for an audience. Like, it was a YouTube video. And yeah. it starts off pretty normal. Like, you're going to expect like what you expect. And then it sort of just goes off into left field. But I feel like in the funniest way... Just, was that all intended? Like, did you know exactly what you wanted to put? All these crazy things. That oh you no! To put? Like, we actually had like a whole bag of like different things, and it was like whatever he would pull out of the bag. It was completely random. It was completely that, random. Yes, that would explain some things. <laughs> <laughs> because we're, we're like, we got a bag of stuff. Anything we don't use, we could return to the store. <laughs> Where did you get this bag of stuff? Uh, Walmart. You just went to Walmart? Walmart and just, it's like half a mile away from my house. Let's go pick out a few things. And you put it in a bag and he's like, this is, this is. Yeah, this is what we, this is what we're going to use. It was very, it was very cool. How many people were on your team? Uh, Six, I want to say. Six people. You want to give out a shout to them? Or no? You're just like, no, it was just all me. (laughs) My name's Zach McGraw. Nobody else was on my, no, go ahead. Go give Uh, a shout out to your team. Okay, so uh, I'll I'll give a shout out to uh, my girlfriend, Julia, is the one who actually came up with more of the story. She's here with me. Um, And then my two friends, uh, well, it's my friend and his uh, fiance, um, Dylan Arndt and uh, Taylor Hill. And then uh, two more people who helped us, uh, Eric can't pronounce his last name i could never pronounce his last name. i'm sorry eric <laughs> i can't i have a cough drop i can't even say it. that's my excuse now um eric uh eric was uh editing like while we were doing it so he helped a lot from that and then uh lucas albright also helped with a few photos and being a third arm in <laughs> one of the shots very cool what was your biggest challenge in this film, this this time around with the forty eight that you came across, the biggest challenge. She, Julia's laughing all the way back there. She already knows what that is. So I want to know, Julia, what was it? D- d- give Julia the mic. Julia, what was his biggest challenge? The girlfriends always know. <laughs> I don't Speaking of that mic, what was this? She she knows Wait. something. <laughs> she's not telling. I don't. Yeah, think. she's not telling. It might be personal. I have no idea. It, it's a, it is a bit personal. Yeah, uh, this is a family show. Come it's, on. A, it's a family show. I mean, yeah, not really. It wasn't <laughs> specified. No, it's, it, it's nothing too personal. Just, uh, just, just how the team was at the start and such. Just drama. Clashing yeah, personalities might be a better word. Clashing personalities. Clashing really personalities. Well, that I feel like that always happens in the beginning of any kind of creative endeavor you have to find your it was all the way through trust me all the way through okay 
It's more like she and meet some of my friends until that day, and then who did it? Julia. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're still here though, so that's good. They're not. No. <laughs> um, you guys came through it though. Yeah. Uh, and were they all there that night for your awards? No. Okay, no. <laughs> we'll move on. No. Uh, oh, Oh, yeah, we'll give a shout-out to uh, my brother, Art, uh, Arthur McGraw, who was that animal handler with the lizard. Oh, they yeah, like, where did you get that? That was a commo- What was that? A, commo- a bearded dragon. Bearded dragon. Yeah, he, he was like, I want to be in there, and he just put it down. And then, like, at the right time, it just ran into, like, the slime part, and then he I just improvised waiting. and, like, had it. I was waiting for him to pick it up and just throw it in there. (laughs) Or at least, like, I thought you might have had a toy that looked like it, and you would cut away, and then you cut back to where he's just picking up the toy lizard and throwing it. it, it, I didn't know what was going to happen. It was just, like I said, it was completely random. It was just like, I'm here for the ride. Just what's going to happen next? I I honestly didn't know when the lizard was going to come and play. It was like, I'm making sure these cameras are going, the mic's going, everything's going. My brother just comes along with the lizard, puts it on the table. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Did you credit the lizard? Yes, we actually did. His name is Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk? Yeah, Captain Kirk. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Um, What do I got here? Where do you you want to go with this? Uh, Were you part of the program? Are you a part of the program that Jeremy teaches? No, I mean like I was before. Okay, so you were like a few years ago. Yeah, you're part, you were a part of the program. Yeah. Where do you want Where do you want to go now with this career? Is it Do you want to stay in film or? I I honestly, when I first started uh, <clears throat> into this path, is I was actually going in game design and stuff, and I did Very like cool. yeah, I tried coding, tried uh, 3D animation as well, and. I tried video and I really enjoyed video effects and such. So I ended up going into that um, the career I work in. I actually worked for an ad agency for a while, which was, eh, it's okay. Yeah. And that got me some experiences, especially in medical field. Never, never record stuff in medical field. You never, re- you what? No, don't never record stuff in med. It's just, if you don't have a light stomach because yeah, like, I know. Seeing people get drilled into the leg yeah, no, and stuff. So, oh, no. Like... <laughs> yeah, no, I'll pass. Yeah, exactly. It's like your own personal horror film. Exactly. But I did uh, get a drone license and everything out of being at the ad agency, and I've gotten my own drone, and I've done a lot of stuff with that. So Very cool. Very cool. Well, I was going to say, Zach, is he was a film challenge winner before. Oh, yeah. So um, you're a veteran. So what the funny part is at the there's a um, there's a throwback to it at the beginning when it shows the YouTube page. There's me with some magic markers in the yeah. basement. That's actually from my first film challenge in 2015. I want to say which the item was uh, magic markers, and the line was uh, "But what about the olive?" And I ended up getting best in show and audience choice in that one as well. So you're no stranger to awards in 48. <laughs> uh, what do you think about doing a 48, like the Detroit 48? We work with them all the time at the Royal Star Arts Institute. Uh, I think we just gave uh, awards for the Horror 48 last this, this past week. You ever want to get part of the... I, I'd probably be willing to try it. It's just mainly like getting everyone together. Hey, guys, you throw your head in we room. got we got to get this weekend off and stuff. Because like I said, my friends that we know at the start because they're like, I'm, I got called into work. I don't know mm-hmm. how late I'm staying and stuff. It's like, 
Well, that's coming up this summer. So yeah. if you listen to the call sheet, I'm sure we're going to announce it. What I'm telling you is you should listen to the call sheet every week to find out because we do announcements here on the call sheet. Uh, so, Sayla, you got my back. Right? Yeah, you You're, go. You'll just tell me when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be definitely reaching out to, to let everybody know. So yeah. we'll be lucky to discuss it. Um, or you can just come to the mixers that we throw every month except for in December. <laughs> except in December. You know the, the month that's coming up. Yeah. Well, we just finished one. Uh, yeah. December, the whole team needs a break because we're with our families. And then we come back in January. Um, but if you're ever interested... I invite both of you guys out. There's a lot of industry people there. I think we had over 200 in attendance on Tuesday night. Yeah. It was crazy. We played pool. Yeah, I got to make it out to one of these one of these days. It's, it's gotten really cool. Like, now we have pool tables. So yeah. now, like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but, like, I'm just thinking about maybe, like, hustling the community. <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> All right, make some money. I got my, I got, I got my butt beat last night by uh, my assistant. So I have a student, a past student. His name is Will DeAnker, the gentleman, and he's a professional trick shot pool player. Oh, my God. That would be so cool to watch. He's been on ESPN, too, and all that. Amazing, amazing guy. Really cool guy. And his, but his, his trick shots, I mean, if you go on YouTube or anything, like, you'll see he does the most amazing shots. Do you – do you have – do, do we either of you like pool movies? Like, like what is that? There's a Tom – there's a Tom Cruise one from a long time ago. There was a complete I don't know why. Silence. I know we're talking about actual pool, but I was thinking of a swimming pool for some reason, uh, and I'm like... Movies. No, uh, like no. a pool hall movie. You're I have the this, only I have one, this movie. It's one of my favorite movies out there. It's called Pool Hall Junkies. It was, I feel like it was done as an independent film. I don't think he ever did anything else. He wrote and directed, and he starred in it. And you think this is a disaster. Like, it's going to be a setup for disaster. It was not. It has Christopher Walken in it. There's this... And there's this shot, like... It's the director who's also the main actor, and he's setting up for this shot uh, that's almost impossible to make, and Christopher Walken has to make it, mm-hmm. and they're just like, we're just going to cut away, but like, let's just for the first time, let's see if, just get his movements, and we'll just run the camera anyways, mm-hmm. and Christopher Walken goes to make this shot, makes it, mm-hmm. and they're, he just looks like, and they put it all in the movie, he just looks like he's surprised, he's just like, mm-hmm. I just did it. Right. Like you could tell, but he's trying to stay in character because like they explained to him, it, it's like an impossible, you're not going to make it. Right. Don't even right. like, it's just not going to happen. And then he, on the first time he makes it where it's like the ball comes back and then bounces and it hit, I don't know. It's a complicated right. shot. Yeah. Um, but you could definitely tell like his eyes go up and he's like, oh, can I say shit? I just did. Oh shit. Like I just did it. And they just put the whole thing in the movie. It was great. He has one of the greatest speeches Christopher Walken's ever done. Uh, one of those, like you're, a, it's called the, you're a lion speech. I love it. You just check it out. It's just yeah. a great, like if you want to see a really good independent, like sports hall movie kind of thing, it's, it's good. It's well done. I, I haven't, I haven't that. seen that film. That sounds interesting. But that is a good point that you bring up, and that's what I, I try to tell my students and people generally when we're recording on set is if there's a mistake, keep rolling because sometimes, yeah. you know, that is the, the best stuff that you're going to end up with on me. screen. I mean, like, look at Heath Ledger playing the Joker. Like, when he's trying to explode explode the hospital, it's like it actually didn't go off, and he j- they just kept rolling, and he did the whole, like, trying to fix it, and then it blew up, and it was, like, perfect, you know? Like... Yeah, no, I, 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 that beat was totally unplanned. You're right. Like he, it was supposed to work the first time. The the clicker. Yeah. And he just kept in. He kept with the role, 
And that's, I think that's when you get some magic, you know? Yeah, you never know. When you're doing the pressure of a full set or a live performance or whatever, magic things happen. You know, when we do uh, Hook and Look, we'll be out there all day, probably one or two days typically, filming a, a TV episode. And, you know, the fish aren't really coming in every second. Mm. Sometimes, you know, it waits a few minutes, maybe an hour or so. So it takes a while. But we went live one time uh, last season. Just for a real quick time, the, the president of the Outdoor Channel was on the boat. And he So we went live, and he was talking, cast it out, caught like a nice bass. Everything was like we couldn't have scripted it better. It went freaking amazing. And then as soon as we went off the air, where everyone was just like, yeah. it was. That's awesome. Have you ever done a awesome. noodling episode? Done what? The noodle, Do you know what noodling is? Um, no, I do know what noodling is. I know Kim Stricker, he's a host of the show. His daughter has done it. I know he has not done it. Would you ever do it? Uh, probably not. Yeah, we just did, it's coming out this coming season. Um, we did Snapping Turtle. There were these guys that what? jump in the water. Um, and they dive in. They're like hunters, but for Snapping Turtles. They don't actually, like, you know, eat the turtles or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they dive in. They, they can track snapping turtles we went out we caught a bunch of them in the morning one day and huge snapping turtles and they dive in the water with their bare hands and get them so yeah, no it's going to be on the show coming up a snapping uh, turtle can bite january or february outdoor channel but it was it was pretty crazy but that yeah i'm not into using my hands to to grab wildlife and stuff and yeah the scuba industry isn't really into touching fish and stuff, so that's why it's kind of Please don't weird. bless the fish. Well, no, I mean just like fishing in general and handling fish. Um, they, they typically want you to not handle fish and stuff, so that's Fair why enough. it's, it's kind of interesting to be in a show where we do scuba diving and stuff, but it's also a sportsman show and things like that, so it's, you know, interesting. What noodling is, for those who don't know, is I, I, do they, I think they only do it in the South. I don't know if they do it in Michigan. But you use your hand and you stick it usually in a hole in the side of the bank. And hopefully there's a catfish. And you shove your hand, I think, down its throat and then pull it out. Is that how it works? Yeah. You What you do is you find where they live. And they basically go ahead of time. So, yeah, sometimes you have to dive in and you submerge in the hole. You jam your hand in there. And they bite onto your hand. So then you, crazy. you pull it out while it's biting onto your hand. Um, and there's a certain way to do it. There's more to it. I've seen it on several TV shows. I, have, I haven't actually done it myself. And they give this practice like the most in, in, most innocent name possible. And it's called noodling. noodling. And I'm right. just like, yeah, no, that sounds cool. No, it's not. <laughs> like it does. I wouldn't want like I don't want nothing chomping on my arm. It doesn't right. sound fun. But that's cool that you do the, the scuba stuff. What about you? Zach, what do I do? You wanna you wanna do some waterworks with your camera? I mean, like, would you do it? It'd be cool. Jeremy, you wanna teach him? I mean, sure. Yeah. Didn't you just win uh, some scuba lessons? Oh, yeah. that's right. I, uh, <laughs> Who was giving the scuba lessons? I, I'm actually giving it to my brother because he does uh, a lot of wildlife stuff. So you'll see my brother. Oh, that's so, cool. That's cool. But doesn't like the whole crew get one lesson, or is that? Or no, is that, no that's that was a the, jujitsu. Did you get jujitsu also? Yeah. So. So you guys gonna go to juju some jujitsu? Yeah, with him as long as he's going because we want to kick right. his butt. Right. Almost at once, okay? You get a yeah. video of that because you had a video of that. That then slip that into your next forty-eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in the end, like behind the scenes. There you go. Absolutely. That's you just gotta keep building on it, and it should all be YouTube videos. <laughs> 
your next one should be about jujitsu. But like you start filming, oh, I guess it's illegal to start filming now for a four A eight. Right. Well, there are certain requirements and certain things that you can add in and can mm-hmm. add in, but yeah, that probably would go against the rules. You I mean, excited about jujitsu? I, I mean, that'll be fun. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is, <laughs> is Julia going with you? Yeah, she is. Are you going to flip him? Is that what they do? Is they just flip it? I don't know much about jujitsu. Um, I mean, there can be, but typically it's more about grappling. And you're trying to put someone into submission, either through a choke or like an arm bar. Get him, Julia. Like Look that. at she's like <laughs> grinning over there. She's ready to do that. I'm scared. <laughs> it's a lot of fun though, because you're you know you're going and it's very physical. You're going at it hard, but you're not getting injured. Whereas like in boxing or kickboxing, where you're getting kicked in the face and you're getting broken ribs and concussions. Um, it's not like that. You're no. grappling, and if you get in a submissive area where your arm's going to break if it goes any farther, because you can feel it, you know, or you get in a yeah. chokehold, you just tap, and then it's done. Okay, I got a question for you about Shane Sivo. You guys go together. Shane Sivo is like one of my closest friends. We we do some stuff together. He's a good guy. He right. helped he helped me in my my film career. Um, who's better at judo? Or is it? Yeah, it's judo, right? Well, it's a. F- I mean, it has some derivatives, but no, it's it's different. All right. It's so who's better, totally though? Different. You were saying, come on, say it I'll here. Mean, come on. You have the microphone now. You can say, I'm better. I mean, I'm I train a lot longer, and I have a higher rank. So you're saying you're better. And so, I mean, I don't typically say that I'm better than anybody. Fair but enough. But it's Shane Sivo, so I will say, yeah, I'm better than you, Shane. <laughs> there you go. At least at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Shane, he's, he's better than you though. at jiu-jitsu. Yeah, no, Shane's awesome. Better watch out now. Did you do? He's got to come back. By the way, he said he was going to get into cycling or something, so mm. he wasn't. He stopped training for a bit. So Shane, if you're listening to this right now, you're not cycling right now. You need to come back <laughs> in and train. We're waiting for you. Come back and do it. Uh, where do you guys see the Michigan film industry growing? You guys are both part of it. You and I have been part of it forever. Uh, I'm saying you and I pointing, and it's his radio. Uh, Jeremy and I have been pointed, been a part of it for well over a decade, I feel. That is correct. Luke, I'm talking to Luke now. <laughs> you guys can't see that I'm looking at Luke right now. I always, on radio. back in the, uh, I used to do a show back in the day called The Rack Show, and I would, I would be like him or her, and they would always, like, Corey, who, who we usually work with too, would be like, you do realize nobody knows who you're talking about because you're pointing and there are no cameras in this room. The worst thing he does is like, oh, yeah, this person. Yeah, I'm, I'm horrible. This person I'm did getting this. better at it. But so anyways, so where do you see the Michigan film? In- where do you want it to grow to? What do you want to see in the Michigan film industry of film? There, and- there's yeah. actually they're working right now uh, on and they, I don't it's I don't know if they're going to use the word film incentives um, because there's some negative connotations that some people have with that um, rebates, film thingamajiggers, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're working on some stuff right now um, to to bring some film jobs back. And it's not just film, like getting a film reel, 35 millimeter and stuff, you don't really do that. But one of the things that was lacking originally was the whole commercial industry. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, really strong. There were a lot of TV commercials that were recorded in the metro Detroit and Detroit area. And all over Michigan, and that was never included a part of that package. Um, and it can go on and on. Now we have other sorts of media distribution methods, like this is going to be on streaming services. Um, 
So there's a lot of streaming services out there. There's a lot of different ways to make content. It doesn't just have to be these tentpole films and things like that. There are YouTubers that are opening up Barbie dolls that are making million dollars a year. You know, uh, are you familiar with the YouTuber I'm talking about? She opens up Barbie dolls? Yeah. Probably she opens, not. <laughs> she's a millionaire and she opens up Barbie there's, there's like there's multiple like YouTubers out there that make their money off of just like new toys and stuff like for the next season or whatever just for collectors and stuff and it's just like YouTube when it was back when it didn't matter people just posted videos and yeah. then they kept getting more and more subscribers the thing is they've just been there so long and now they've made this money where oh I could just buy this stuff because I'm making so much money off it and Right, yeah, th there is that aspect to it, but I think the overarching theme is that people like to buy things and open them, and I mean, I'm not huge into that. I, I like when the wrapper's thrown away and I can just use it yeah. and not take up space, but there's a whole culture of people that just like to see the process, because that's like a big high to um, cereal yeah, no, shoppers or whatever, like when you open it up and you see the packaging and like, you yeah, um, you know, like like Gloria said, the unwrapping sound, crinkling. I think for me, it's laptops. Like I really like. Just Wait, like, it smells when you open yeah, I don't, it. I don't know why. It's just, you just sit there and watch it. Say, there's a guy that does updating, all that tech updating, stuff. Updating. I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so <me."> exciting. <laughs> uh, what would you do? Like if you were if you had a YouTube channel right Who's now you? and it was on both of yous. I mean, all I have three a of Twitch. Yous. What you have a Twitch? Oh, we I have a Twitch. Yeah, I used to stream. I haven't streamed in the past like month. Are you? Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I used to hey, stream. Who's laughing? You have to tell the radio. Yeah, you have to tell Julia, the radio. why are you laughing at me? I have no idea what you're talking about. You have to put her on the microphone so she can hear. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't been streaming since we've So what do you dating. usually stream? <laughs> um, just any video games. Like, I have multiple, uh, like, Hearthstone, <laughs> if you know that. Of course. <laughs> I'm a gamer. Her Heroes of the Storm, yeah. uh, Guild Wars 2. That's probably They're still playing Guild Wars 2? I still... Well, okay, so I was actually... I Our team got third place during the second year of it for, like, national-wide. Oh, very cool. Like, we, so we were in top eight for that, so... I mean, that was... Like, Congratulations, you're just winning things everywhere. <laughs> it was Come like, on to the show and brag. That My was, like, God. what, no. five years ago, though, now? <laughs> like... Yeah, but... But you stream. What do you want to... What do you stream under? Uh, What's your handle? Uh... X Hero of Death. X Hero of, of Death. Yeah. All right, there you go, guys. Go follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Maybe he'll come Twitter. back one day. You're bringing a bunch Twitch. of filmmakers. There you go. Twitch. You. Sorry, not Twitter. Twitch. Do you do any Twitch. mixer stuff? Cause I got into mixer recently. I, so which is everyone's Microsoft's getting, version. Well, yeah, everyone's getting into it because uh, Ninja. When in, do you know who Ninja? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So big fork guy. Guy. Uh, they've just paid a few million dollars for him to swap to mixer really? only. Uh, and then Shroud, which is another, uh, he plays PUBG, one of the biggest uh, shooters. There's something he addicting about those. I don't know why. Just there's so, certain the Bell Royale. I, I guess streamers you would call them. There's just I thought it was the dumbest thing years ago, and then one night, like I think this year, I'm just like, why do I like this? And then I became friends with one of the people that we still talk. That's the other glory I was telling you about today. I no. met this glory and that glory at the same time. No. She was a streamer on Mixer. I'm just like, this is like really cool. 
Like, my experience with, uh, stream, like, I streamed on Mixer and Twitch, and Twitch always seems like it's easier to get people. I don't know why. It's, it's just a like, bigger platform. I mean, Mixer you could do on your Xbox and stuff, too, yeah. so there's that. But, like, Twitch is on everything. And now yeah. it's owned by Amazon. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they got, they got the Amazon money. What about you? You ever, you get into video games? Um, well, I was gonna talk about the streaming. Yeah. Because that was the original question. Yeah, sure. Let's not talk about video games. Um, well, I just wanted to give a shout out because that's, you know, one of the reasons why we do this sort of stuff is to promote stuff. Yeah. And so with the Michigan Production Alliance, we started doing streaming. We did our first one um, last month. This, you're streaming this your month. meetings or you're streaming your we, workshops? Yeah, we're, we're streaming. Um, we have guests come in, similar to this, but mm-hmm. it's video. is live, and we're having one on emerging DPs. Far more professional than this, I hope. Yeah, we have <laughs> – well, we shoot it at Schoolcraft College, or we Very have cool. so far on the first few episodes that we're doing, the Michigan Production Alliance. Um, so we have multiple camera productions, um, you know, graphics, all that kind of stuff, videos. And so the next event is on emerging DPs, and we have some directors of photography. That's what uh, DP stands for. Um, Are you sure? Well, for what we're doing, it does, <laughs> at least. So um, – that that's exciting and it, it's cool to do the streaming and people can type in questions on YouTube, but primarily we're concentrating in the studio aspect of making sure that you know the cameras are in focus and the light. Like we had a light that it went out during our, our production, so we it was live. We kept going and then we we went to a break to see a clip from you know um, we had a stuntman that was in. He was in the WWE. Um, wrestling before and then he broke his back and that was too dangerous his name's jay adams so then he went into stunt work because that's less dangerous okay so anyways we went to look at a clip of his work and then we're changing lights real quick and then we went back in and all of a sudden it didn't look as dramatic so that was something if you see the video on youtube on uh, michigan production alliance youtube channel um, you might notice that it gets darker at one point are you streaming through youtube are you using something like twitch or yeah, I mean, we have our, our proprietary processes, but yeah, we're basically going through um, YouTube as the end product. So there's cool. a bit of a delay doing it through YouTube, but it's universal. We were going to go a different route, but it's just everybody has YouTube. You can look at it at your phone, on your computer, on your yeah. TV. So Where can you, you go know. to find more on that? Um, Michigan Production Alliance has a website. You can top, You can type in the buzzwords. Um, you know, you can look at Facebook and, um, you know, the links usually shared online, social media. There's other social accounts. Very cool. They're really, uh, Michigan Production Alliance, even back when I was younger, was really big on their workshop for production assistants. They used to do mm-hmm. a boot camp, a one-day boot camp. Mark Adler put it on. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys just still doing that? Um, we haven't done a, a workshop in a while. But we do have a, a, a cool situation coming up in March, actually. And we roped in Zach to come to this as well. Mm. Michigan Association of Broadcasters has an event coming up in March in Lansing. Uh, it's a two-day-a-week. Uh, you know, it's it's the biggest event for broadcasters in Michigan. And Michigan Production Alliance is doing three workshops. Very cool. And uh, Mark Adler will be doing one of his PA boot camps. So that will cool. be the next one. Um, I might have to come up for that. Yeah, so check that out. Yeah. And so there'll be more information uh, 
if you go to the Michigan Association of Broadcasters website. When that gets closer, let us know, and we'll put that announcement out on this channel also. Awesome. We'll just put it in the, the announcements that get stuck in here. I'd like to thank Jeremy Salo. It is Salo, right? Yeah, that's the American way to say it. <laughs> What's the other ways to say it? The Finnish way is Salo, but we're not in Finland. So. All right, so it's Salo. My name's similar to that. Not Salo, but like it's different pronunciations. <laughs> we're actually cousins, and this is a show, and we're about to tell it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I would like to thank Jeremy Salo and Zach McGraw. Also, Julie Kirchhoff, Julia Kirchhoff, who uh, came with uh, Zach McGraw. Thank you for giving yeah, us some you. more information on Zach and his processes. Uh, as always, uh, this is the call sheet. <laughs> and um, if, if we're the place where you need to come for your news for the Michigan film industry, um, we're the Royal Star Arts Institute. This has been this is pretty much hosted by the Royal Star Arts Institute. I just want to let you guys know the Royal Star Film Festival's 2020 submissions are now open. You can go to filmfreeway.com slash Royal Star Film Festivals. It has two R's in it, just so you guys know for the Star Wars. Um, but you can just submit right there right now. Submit early. Um, hey, Luke, what's affordable. the two R's stand for? The two R's? It's the pirates. We're like, we're like, pirates. which is odd. We, we're, were we with you guys when we decided, we found out, like, we're during pirate day this time. How are you? Yeah. Is like, it like a pirate it day? It has nothing to do with, actually, it has really nothing to do with pirates. But this year, we fall on, I think, National Pirate Day. I have to double check that. It's the 19th of September. Hmm. So uh, we might go with the pirate theme. I don't know. Um, as well, we have all these crazy ideas when we when we late at night. We're just like, ah, oh, this would be really cool. Is that about modern pirate pirates or traditional pirates? Well, I don't know. The modern pirates are a little touchy. <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean that. I meant like the the pirate Bay. <laughs> oh. I meant like the Disney sort of pirates. Yeah, maybe those. Like you know, all good or the original yeah, pirates that yeah. you know, like oh, were Captain Huck over. If here? they put me in a pirate Murderous. costume this year, I'm going to be very <laughs> upset. Last year they uh they added a starfish because of the star. Somebody made a starfish costume for one of our guys and he walks around in it. He's a complete star. His head's in the top point, his two legs are the bottom points. He better be named Patrick. No, his name's Roy <laughs> Lee. That's his name. His first name's Roy, his last name's Lee. His name's Roy Lee. <laughs> I guess that works. <laughs> He's it. if you guys want to see him, oh, he geez. is on our uh, our our YouTube channel for the Royal Star Arts Institute. He's in one of the commercials. It's sort of goofy. He wears sunglasses. We come up with some crazy things here at the Royal Star Arts Institute. Anyways, we're looking for a few great volunteers if you want to get involved in our antics uh, and pushing this whole film industry forward here in Michigan. For more information, you can go to the website at royalstar.org <laughs> royalstar.org slash volunteer or you can email your name and phone number to Gloria G-L-O-R-I-A at royalstar with two R's dot org once again it's Gloria at royalstar.org our next to be announced filmmaker filmmaker community mixer is going to be January 14th uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page you can find us on Facebook at Royal Star Arts Institute we also have a Twitter and an Instagram which is our Royal Star FF for both Instagram and Twitter Definitely follow us on the uh, Instagram and the Facebook because that's where we update the most. I'm Luke Castle. This is the call sheet, and that's oh, a wrap. Crap. Hello, this is Julia Kirchhoff with Hell Jumpers. 
Call Sheet was created by Luke Castle and is produced by the Royal Star Arts Institute, a nonprofit serving the filmmaker and art communities of Michigan. Executive produced by Gloria Kohler and Corey Milton. For more information on the call sheet and the nonprofit, follow the Facebook them on Facebook and visit them at Royal Star with two Rs.org.